This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Barnet nil, Wrexham 2. Very satisfying result. Maintains Wrexham's position in the top five. Opens a little bit of a gap between us and Eastleigh below us. And also means that we've done what was necessary and built on a solid draw at Sutton with an away win at Barnet. Uh, it wasn't a fabulous performance, it wasn't spectacular, and the second half yeah, it wasn't all that great, really, to be honest. But we scored two absolute beauties, and we won it. And that's all that matters. At the end of the season, points total is all that matters. So, uh, Wrexham running up our third consecutive win at Barnet. We, we like the Hive. Since they moved there, we've played there four times, won three and drawn one. And we haven't lost them in seven. We very much are Barnett's AFC filed. So, yeah, what happened? Wrexham made one change. Reese Hall-Johnson made way for Theo Vassell, returning from suspension, with Tyler French going over to the right-hand side. Hall-Johnson, as we understand it, is still struggling a little bit with injury and playing him twice in four days. It was not a gamble to take. He was on the bench. Also on the bench was Rob Lainton, we're pleased to hear. So that... That tricky decision about picking a goalkeeper is now on the innkeeper's agenda. Barnes were in absolutely horrific form. Their last match at home to Yeovil, they were terrible. They conceded a shot on goal within 40 seconds. And this time they conceded a shot on goal within 20 seconds. However, they made four changes from that side. And unlike the Yeovil team, where after that game, after that initial uh, near miss, they then caved in. In this match, they showed a great deal more resilience and spirit. But yeah, 20 seconds in, and Wrexham nearly scored. It was Jordan Davis hitting a nasty 25-yarder. Loach got down to it, saved it, but spilled it, and had to grab it at the second attempt as Dior Angus was closing in on him. And Jordan Davis had another opportunity to get his first Wrexham goal in the seventh minute. Picking up the ball 15 yards out, turning to make space for a shot, hitting it with power, but, again, Roach was there to tip it over the bar. Uh, a sharp save. Uh, Davis certainly hit it powerfully and high, but didn't quite manage to find the corner. Uh, Wrexham, after that, well, I mean, the first half was a, a very tepid affair, frankly, quite similar to the Sutton game, but without the uh, extenuating circumstances of playing up against the best team in the division. And I think Wrexham will have been a little bit disappointed. You still felt that probably we'd grind something out, but we didn't create chances or really uh, put Barnett's leaky defence under enough pressure uh, during this lengthy phase between the seventh minute and Wrexham scoring in the 40 seconds. Wrexham won a lot of set pieces in the Barnett half. Barnett were terrible defending set pieces against Yeovil. They were a lot better defending set pieces this time, but also Wrexham's, well, I think they'd be very disappointed with their delivery from set plays in this game. Which is unusual. It's uncharacteristic. Wrexham have been very good from set-pieces this season. We've got a wide range of, of players who can strike a dead ball well. Um, we didn't really put much into the box to test Barnett. It's the only obvious one I can think of where we won a header in the box was late on with a, with a self flick header from the edge of the area. And yet, despite that, in the 42nd minute, just as a rather moribund first half seemed to be coming to a quiet close... We took the lead. 
It was a nice piece of work by Elliot Durrell to start it off. On the right-hand side, he played acute scoop pass down the line. Not the last, first time he'd done it, and he did it effectively as well, both occasions, to find Tyler French on the right-hand side. French took advantage of the space he had to drill the ball in for uh, Kwame Thomas. Barnett had packed the penalty area. It did for quite a bit of the half, to be fair to Wrexham. It was hard to break them down. Uh, and Thomas really just couldn't get a proper sight of goal, despite being just outside the six-yard box. So astutely, he turned and laid the ball back to the edge of the area. And who do you want to be on the end of it when you roll the ball back to the edge of the area? Mr Luke Young smashed it into the top right corner. I mean, it's such a pure, beautiful strike of a ball. I know I shouldn't be surprised, but it was magnificent, as I described in the, the question and answer. The box was packed. There was about a foot of space above the Barnet players' heads for Young to hit, and he whistled it into that top corner. Fabulous, fabulous finish. Similar, I suppose, in the way to the, the Wheelstone finish from that corner by Jamie Records. But on this occasion, there were loads of defenders in the way, more so. Glorious, glorious finish. Um, some interesting stats here, by the way. That's Young's seventh goal of the season, um, which equals the most he's ever scored in a season. And also is the seventh league goal of the season, which is the most he's ever scored in the league. Also, Kwame Thomas. Now, here's an obscure one. And I sort of noticed a moment ago and thought, I'll just go back here and see this. Kwame Thomas is the first player for Wrexham to score eight goals and have five assists since John Rooney in the 2016-17 season. Wow. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it, it's a weird stat. But it does show that Thomas is uh, delivering an all-round offering to Wrexham, which is greater than we've been having for a while. Now, that meant the end of the half, then. Wrexham had a good spell of dominance. Barnett were concerned. And there was an opportunity, possibly, to go further ahead. A very harsh free kick given on the corner of the box to Wrexham against Lee Vaughan for handball. His arm seemed to be tucked into his body quite comfortably. Young swept the free kick into the goal. Now, if there was a half-hearted shout for handball from some of the Wrexham players, the ball came out to French about 10 yards out, and he drilled it back into the goal mouth where the ball was cleared, which could have ricocheted anywhere. So, half-time, Wrexham won up, and that, the security of that goal made things look rather rosy. But the second half would not go as planned. And, and first and foremost, huge credit to Barnett for this. You know, they're in a hideous run losing games hand over fist they've just suffered a, a very unpleasant home battering against Yeovil in their last match and they've just let in a goal having having managed to maintain equilibrium and keep us at arm's length they then go and let a goal in right at the end of the first half it must have felt like everything was going to go wrong again but they picked themselves up and they took the game to us they had as fast a start to the half the second half as we did to the first in fact uh, within 20 seconds, they'd won a free kick right on the edge of the area after Vassell has collided with his man. That free kick came to them, I think it was tamely hit into the, the wall. But soon they started to make chances, and quite frankly, the first half of the second half was dominated by them. I will say, some of the chances that they had, I think maybe should have not happened, as I'll explain as I go through, and, and, and some of their threatening moments. There were a lot of offside calls that, from the stream, looked well offside, but the flag stayed down. And that could be because Wrexham got the defensive line wrong, to be fair. But they did look a bit iffy. One of them nearly led to a goal. 
But anyway, so look through those opportunities. First, it was Wordsworth driving through the middle. He, he did well. It was a determined run more than anything else. He managed to feed Hooper on the edge of the area, and J.J. Hooper hit an immediate return pass in an, at an awkward height, which Wordsworth managed on the edge of the D to sort of run down using his body to knock it down and then hit an early shot, which was heading right to the bottom right corner. Good save by Dibble. Got down really well to tip it around the post. <clears throat> then one of those controversial moments pressure on the edge of Exum's area Carrington cleared it a clear handball by Baker Richardson on the edge of the area but the referee astonishingly didn't give it and he was able to feed words with again he hit a shot which was deflected this was a really close call it took a horrible spinning trajectory over Dibble who had no chance and dipped but just beyond the bar Wrexham were lucky to survive that although they would have been livid if the decision that you know the goal had gone in after not getting the handball call the corner which came in from it uh, led to some sustained pressure as well so Wrexham still would have been aggrieved if something gone in from that a couple of minutes later there was another opportunity which again was the dubious offside one a nice ball by Dunn to slide it in the right channel great running by Baker Richards who ran that, that channel well but looks well offside to be honest from a tight angle, he drove in a powerful shot, but Dibble had his front post uh, well covered and was able to block it with his chest. And then J.J. Hooper cutting him from the left-hand side, 25 yards out, and ripping in a shot. It was a simple save of Dibble. It did alarmingly squeeze out of his hands, but he was able to quickly recover and grab hold of it. So at this point, Wrexham are having to dig in and defend. Again, the back three did well. The wing-backs covered well as well. Um, but Wrexham's midfield were just not imposing themselves they felt a little bit deep and it was a little concerning we were i think helped a little bit by some of the substitutions that were made by barnett the striker baker richards as i alluded to before was making nice sort of runs in trying to get behind the defense they took him off which seemed a seemed a peculiar move to me in in all honesty um and they lacked a bit of punch after that. Wrexham made a change, Ponticelli replacing Angus, and started to create opportunities. Started off with that free kick I mentioned, the one that we did manage to hit somebody with. A free kick from the halfway line, Vassell getting up well on the edge of the box and flicking it on, but his looping header went just over the bar. But Wrexham continued to push on, and there was then a couple of opportunities in a minute, which all revolved around Elliot Durrell. Firstly, a wasted opportunity. Durrell picking the ball up on the right-hand side, drilling in a cross which was blocked and spanned back out to Tyler French, who'd overlapped him. French played a neat little pass. It looked like a crossing position. He played a neat little reverse pass and found Durrell in space, 10 yards out in the box. He had Jamie Record unmarked, attacking the far post as well, six yards out. And Durrell clipped in. I think he was trying to find Record. He may have been shooting, as you can gather from how I'm describing it. It was hard to tell because he didn't execute it right and went sailing out harmlessly for a goal kick. Durrell immediately was holding his hands to his head. He knew that was a really, really good opportunity, which he'd squandered. And, well, if you've got character, you bounce back straight away and make amends. So within a minute, Wrexham were ahead through Durrell. It was a high ball in the box. Credit to Kwame Thomas. He didn't have much chance of winning it, but he attacked the ball well and created a loose ball with his challenge. It dropped down to Luke Young under pressure on the left hand side, just to the left of the edge of the area. He fed the ball square to Durrell, and from about 25 yards out, allowed a bit of space. He set himself and drilled a tremendous strike into the bottom left corner. Again, the keeper 
having no opportunity of fine finish by Durrell, who was rewarded by being subbed soon afterwards. <laughs> Jay Harris came on, and that was that. Wrexham looked completely solid then. Barnett weren't able to really get into our half. There was a, a lot of terror. Time wasting in the corner. My goodness, Kwame Thomas is good at that. And Wrexham closed it out comfortably in the end. The second half wasn't great. We invited too much pressure on ourselves, or should I say, weren't able to stop Barnet from putting pressure on us. But what's important, the result. Wrexham get a win. And like I said, after that really good battling draw at Sutton, if we hadn't won this, the Sutton result wouldn't look quite so good, would it? But this is good now. Back to back away clean sheets for the first time since January 2020 as well and yeah very very pleasing I've been saying before the match I didn't care how we won as long as we won that's kind of what I got and I'm happy with it looking at the performances well Dibble deserves a good pat on the back because he needed to make a couple of sharp saves in the second half the one from Wordsworth particularly was a really good piece of work the second one was a case of getting your angles right doing your basics right and making sure that nothing went wrong um, the centre-backs, Kelleher, man of the match again for me. I thought he did really well when we were under pressure. was uh, dominant in the air, was aggressive. Tried to lead the ball out on a couple of occasions to relieve the pressure. Uh, didn't tend to succeed, simply because there wasn't much movement going on around him. And, uh, the defence sat a little deep, a little too conservative for me. Um, either side of him, Vassell back in the side, I thought looked tidy and, and solid. And his pace was useful on occasion. Carrington again, just, just sops sound you know it was, feels very reliable in that position French didn't get forwards as much as maybe they'd have liked to but again was defensively solid and did come forward well to combine with Durrell with that opportunity on the left hand side you'd say essentially the same for records really he was wasted a couple of crossing opportunities didn't get forwards an enormous amount but was solid defensively midfield was strange I mean Young scored an absolute worldie again, and as always, worked very hard. But I, I think I'd want to see him taking the game to Barnet a touch more, perhaps. Davis, for me, I thought was excellent at Sutton and showed how he's developing into a player who, in centre mid, can do the, the dirty side of it as well as the creative side of it. But I, I didn't think he did so well in this match, to be honest. Um, I thought he faded out of it a bit after that bright start. And Durrell, well, I mean, Durrell, fascinating. For the second game in a row, was a scrapping midfielder rather than a player trying to link up with the strikers. And, and to be honest, I think we missed having a player to link up with the strikers in both of those games. Much more in this one, because we weren't playing Sutton. Um, ironically, I think he did those nasty parts of the game that we don't really associate with him really well. And I also like, you know, I've appreciated a lot more this season. He's a proper old pro. He is a proper scrapper. You can see him constantly looking around and trying to organise people around him and taking responsibility for the team shape, team picking up people. You know, it's good, it's good to see a senior voice. Um, funnily enough, he actually, unlike on Saturday, got into a, quite a few positions where he could do what we bought him for to exploit his... his um, his talents for creativity and until the goal um, he didn't really do that as well as normal he had a few passing opportunities that he didn't get right a couple of crossing opportunities he didn't get right um, and it was a strange sort of inverted performance of what you expect where I think his work rate was excellent uh, he won a couple of headers I know I keep saying this but he, just, he shouldn't have won it was really good stuff 
but his creative side was was a bit off. Um, it's an interesting sort of development in the way he plays. And to be fair, just when I'm saying that, he did score an absolute scream, a lovely finish. Up front, I had sympathy for Angus, who was uh, replaced by Ponticelli. Again, like on Saturday, he got very little service, but when he did get it, he looked quite lively and looked like he could run in behind defenders. And again, Thomas, again, you know what you get. With Thomas, he will win a lot of duels in the air against centre-backs. Again, didn't have a huge amount of service. Held the ball up very well. Really battled. I would say that Daly, the Barnet centre-back who often was up against him in the air, did better than a lot of the centre-backs have seen this season against him, to his credit. But Thomas still won a good percent percentage. So, good stuff. Good result. Very happy. And we push on with the home game against Weymouth, through again a down near the bottom, although I think are a little better than that might suggest at the moment in current form. And uh, we've got to look to round off a, a week of interesting fixtures by getting a tough away draw and then beating two teams that are down the wrong end of the table. Admittedly, Weymouth are scrapping for their lives, as Barney did in the second half, but certainly that's a, that's a pleasing uh, day's work. So, the final score, Barnet nil, Wrexham 2. I'm Mark Griffiths from the Wrexham AFC media team. Please make sure that you are liking, subscribing, rating, doing all those good things, clicking notifications for all the Wrexham AFC media team stuff on YouTube and on the podcasts, because it's all for the benefit of the club. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.